on our show that wants to do the right thing in any situation. For example, what is the right way to slice a lemon? In the showers when the fucking screws aren't watching. <laughs> We're coming to you from the Soho Theatre in London. I'm Danielle Ward and with me trying to do the right thing today, he's like an out-of-work Dave Gorman impression, it's Michael Legg. <laughs> He's the host of News Jack, the Muppet Babies of Satire. It's Ramesh Ranganathan. <laughs> On my right, like a drunk headmistress trying to seduce the DJ at a school disco, is Margaret Cable Smith. <laughs> and with her, he's like an out-of-work Dave Gorman impression. It's Dave Gorman. <laughs> It's my favourite way to open the show. This is round one. The importance of being right. Just like an angry loner sending perfectly reasonable death threats to feminists, I've stumbled upon some unexpected problems online. <laughs> In this round, I'm going to set each team a little scenario and they must tell me what is the right thing to do according to Iggy Internet and the Cyber Stooges. <laughs> Michael and Ramesh, you're at home watching the best half hour of TV ever made, the one where Joey wants a new fridge. <laughs> it is, right? Uh, when your mobile telephone rings... It's Peter Capaldi. He's in Cardiff filming Doctor Who and wants you to play his assistant. Dream come true, right? You've missed all of the trains that week, so you decide to hitchhike and flag down a passing car. It's driven by a lovely old lady, but as soon as you're on the M4, she rips her mask off to reveal she's a much younger lady psychopath and wants to eat your balls. So what is the right way to escape a nutter's car when you're hitchhiking, according to hitchwiki.org? <laughs> I think that the best way to play it is to try and out-psycho them, if you can. I, 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 I think if you, if she was to go like, I want to fucking kill someone, and then you go, yeah, I think I do too. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see how far we can take this. At least you can have a good time. <laughs> Maybe eat your balls before she gets yeah. to eat your balls, yeah. I've already finished one. I left one for you. Like, just see what happens. That's bound to be the real answer. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a bit hung up on the balls issue. That's I what mean, happened. To be well, fair, it's not something you can just yeah. brush under the carpet. I, she wants to eat my balls, but I'm not going to think about that for a while. I'm just going to focus on her breath. Like, um, to be honest, her breath is awful. I suspect she's been eating somebody else's balls. Yeah. How about she only wants to eat your balls after you're dead? So okay. You've got to get through that. Um, I'd point out how... I had a very rare blood disease which made my balls exceedingly poisonous. That's really good. But, but that maybe they could find a, a more appropriate target and I could help them because as a carrier of this disease I can spot it in others. Um, and then I could so you, you, would, you would then help her to find someone who had delicious balls? Is that, is that what you're suggesting? Oh, it's like the loveliest road movie ever. <laughs> you're, you're the odd couple. <laughs> I'm trying to keep the odd couple intact. <laughs> um, can you hide in the glove box? Is that one of the uh, one of the answers? I mean, I'm not so worried about people eating my balls. What, yeah, is that, it that, that ship has sailed, is hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Margaret, if, uh, yeah. if you were in a car with a psychopath and he was... Maybe earlobes. That's the yeah. lady equivalent of balls, balls right? Yeah. The, ball, um, the balls of the face, yeah. 
How would you defeat this foe? I'm afraid of cars, let alone hitchhikers. I'm afraid of cars. Well, because I'm a very nervous flyer, and they keep saying, well, you're um, actually much more don't. likely <laughs> to... Uh, and go, I am never getting in one of those. I'm just processing the idea that you're scared of cars because this whole dilemma has got so much worse for you now. Uh, well, no, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's right, so I'm, I'm a nervous flyer and people always say to stop you being scared of flying, they say we are much more likely to get killed if you're in a car. So it's just made me, instead of less scared of planes, I'm now more scared of cars. I'm terrified. I'm like a flyer every time I get into a into a car. Dave yeah. Gorman, you've been on the road for a few years. If you had to fashion a weapon out of the things you keep in your bag, what would it be? Luckily, I keep an axe in my bag, so I would, I would use that. But like, if you're... To make a weapon. Just make a gun. I will simplify the question. Should you just pull on the handbrake to stop the car? Anyway. No, absolutely yeah, not. Yes, I'm, I'm reaching for the handbrake. No absolutely. way. Because this is an awkward situation where if the handbrake doesn't work properly, and then you just go, oh, right, I know, I was just fucking about. Uh, no, I, I do want to hang out with you. Oh, God, please more, don't kill you're me. You're more scared of social awkwardness than, than death and bawling. Listen, listen, I don't mind going out with my balls. I do not want to be impolite. Uh, that's, uh, that's just how I was brought up, all right? There is no option on the handbrake not working because as a hitchhiker, I'm not getting in a car until I've safety checked it. <laughs> Everyone's favourite hitchhiker. <laughs> Producer Ben, what is the actual answer? Okay, well, uh, according to Hitch Wiki, you should never use the handbrake because doing so will almost certainly lead to the car crashing. So a point to Ramesh. Uh, instead, they suggest you pretend to feel sick and tell the driver to stop before you vomit all over their dashboard. When they pull over, jump out the car with your backpack. You're answering a completely different question. <laughs> the question we've been given, the driver has said, I am a psycho, I want to hurt you in a testicular way. <laughs> the question you're answering is, you're in a car and you suspect the driver might be a psycho. They haven't revealed their hand yet. And you make an excuse and leave. If someone said, I'm a psycho, I'm going to kill you, and it will involve eating your balls. <laughs> saying, oh, do you know what's made me feel a bit queasy? Do you mind if I... <laughs> oh, would you, would you mind? I mean, I will get back in and let that happen. That's not working. That is a completely different solution. Yeah, yeah. And you've made the assumption that we've got a backpack, and I like a satchel, so fuck you. <laughs> yeah, that as well. Yeah. Poor Ben has started crying. <laughs> I'm just about to give you a point and a half, Dave. So, uh, yeah, feign illness. I thought disease balls. That's feigning illness, right? And then jump out of the car when they stop. So, point and a half for that. Uh, or, as a safety precaution, Hitch Wiki suggests you always carry a roll of toilet paper and a lighter. Um, if a driver refuses to stop, light the toilet paper and throw it into the back seat. The smoke and fire will potentially alert other cars on the road and encourage the driver to stop. <laughs> Yeah, you should definitely cook your balls before you <laughs> eat them. Margaret and Dave, yeah, you love your garden, don't you? It's beautiful. So beautiful that Bill Oddie decides to make one of your larger shrubs his permanent home. But you're okay with this, because wherever Bill goes, the little animals follow. The day he moves in, you celebrate with a frozen pizza and a bottle of moonshine. But you misjudge the strength, and within 30 minutes, you're dancing on a sundial with a shoe on your knob. Just as you decide to move on to the advocate. Why have I got a knob and balls in all of these scenarios? <laughs> I'm, I'm being equal rights. Um, 
we should all have these things. Just as you decide to move on to the Avocar, a motorbike turns up to whisk you off to a live TV interview with Paxman. You had forgotten all about it, silly. You can't be drunk on air, so how can you sober up according to uk.askmen.com? Hair of the dog. <laughs> Keep drinking. Yeah. You've got no choice, you've got to plough on through. Have you ever had to sober yourself up for an important meeting? No, the good thing about my job is that I'm generally it's expected that I'm quite drunk. You know, at, at all times. So it's been a long time since I had to be sober for a job. That sounds bad, doesn't it? Uh, I mean, you are a mother. Uh, <laughs> but you don't have to seem sober for your child. They're fine, they're idiots. They don't know, they don't know. Dave Gorman, what's the most drunk you've ever been? I once bought a hot air balloon on eBay. <laughs> uh, I've woke up in airports having bought tickets in drink. Really? Yeah. For planes or...? For... <laughs> Phantom. Uh, <laughs> no, I... It was Phantom, but it was in Washington, D.C. So, uh, it, it, was, it was both. The first time I got massively drunk, I threw yeah. up black sick. Oh. Tia Maria and Guinness, I think, I drank. Yeah. I like it when you can judge what you've drunk from your sick. <laughs> That's really it's cool. very sticky. Yeah. Oh, have you ever like woke up really, really hungover and drank a pint of milk? <laughs> wow, your sick is amazing. Cold sick is phenomenal. Cold sick? Why are you staring at me? <laughs> no, I've had that experience. I entered a chili eating competition. Not chili con carne, like chili peppers. Yeah. I don't know how to clarify that. Like, nobody's <laughs> fucking idiot. Anyway, so. You're a vegan. No, don't, we can't just eat chilies. Like, we can. It is a restrictive what? diet, but. But you. Uh, this is in my pre vegan days. Oh, okay. It's weird because I had to eat loads of sugar and drink loads of milk, and then I was throwing it up, so I felt like a Mars milk dispenser. Like, <laughs> Man, milk sick brings all the boys to the yard. <laughs> It's cold milk though, because I can't drink milk at room temperature because it reminds me of breast milk. <laughs> How well do you remember breast milk? I can't consume milk at the temperature that it would come out of the mammal. I can't, can't do that. It's weird. Where the fuck are you going? Where one of their at this cafe we serve milk that is exactly the same temperature as it comes out of the mammal. It's just something we do. It's just weird, isn't it? No one else. Oh, this is why I'm not an observational comic. Everyone... Oh, who else hates breast temperature milk? I've just invented the refrigerated bra. Happy now, Danielle? That is good. I'm all right with that. Um, I'll simplify the question for you. Yes. How would copying a bat help you to sober up? It's got to be an upside-down thing, hasn't it? Uh, be nocturnal. Inspire a superhero. <laughs> be a bit icky. What's icky about a bat? Wait, if it was a bat in this room, what, you'd just be calm, would you? Yeah, I really like bats. I really like bats, yeah. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't really like bats. Really... You'd have a bat. I like bats. Do you like dogs? Yeah. You've got a dog. Why? You claim you like bats. Where's your bat, cunt? Oh. Sorry. <laughs> I've just invented a superhero. <laughs> it's not something he about... He killed his own parents. <laughs> Ramesh, how would you copy a bat? 
uh, like a hangout in a cave and before you cool. see Jeremy Paxman they're quite cool like, I, 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 I mean, was I'm actually on the principle that I'm in the back of an Addison Lee on my way to see Jeremy Paxman <laughs> yeah, yeah stop off at a cave <laughs> alright I mean she asked me how I would like to be like a bat okay That's, I'm just going with the fucking question here Ramesh I think you were supposed to pay attention to what had been said before that as well I don't think okay fine fine so within an Addison Lee car how would I be like a bat well I fucking couldn't uh, alright because bats don't take taxis. This whole thing is bullshit. All right? That's my answer. Okay? Come back. The question specified a motorbike. Oh, so Margaret, you weren't listening either, were you, fuckface? Maybe you take some of your own medicine, dickheads. Producer Ben, what is the actual answer? Okay, so according to uk.askmen.com, scientists have discovered that when bats get drunk off the alcohol inside ripened fruit, they then seek out fructose to help them sober up. This should help humans too, so the stuff to eat and drink is stuff like fruit, honey, Coca-Cola, applesauce, ketchup, Italian fat-free salad dressing and Pop-Tarts. <laughs> All things that are commonly found on the back of a motorbike, which is, what a handy answer, fuckface. Uh, uh, or you could uh, just rehydrate, drink water, fruit juice or sports drinks. Even better, not on the back of a bike, I guess, but make yourself a broth from bouillon stock cubes. <laughs> this whole thing is bullshit. You're just giving, make a bouillon? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> okay, uh, you, you'll like this answer. If you have the time and unlimited resources, you could do what Keith Richards did prior to a European tour in 1933. Yeah, let's do what he does. <laughs> and going for hemodialysis, blood purification, to filter toxins from his body. <laughs> on the back oh, of the and bike. I'm giving uh, Margaret half a point here. You can just sleep on it. The best cure for drunkenness is time, so take a nap on the back of the bike to give your body a chance to detoxify. That's what you open with in an answer. <laughs> what, what you, you don't talk about bouillon before you talk about just have a fucking nap! <laughs> also, when did the two guiding lights become bats and Keith Richards? <laughs> Guys, you're breaking our series. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of that round, I reckon the points are... Michael and Ramesh have one, and Margaret and Dave have three. Yes! Oh. <laughs> Hold on to your bones, it's time for some agony! round, I'll be asking the panel to laugh at our beautiful audience's personal problems. But before that, I'm going to test their metal with a real problem sent into an actual agony aunt. Michael, could you read this out for us, please? I will try. Dear agony aunt, for a recent milestone birthday, my wife commissioned a renowned modern artist to paint a portrait of me. The resulting picture is extremely unflattering. <laughs> the portrait implies that I have struggled with obesity <laughs> and depression. My wife has now hung it in a prominent place that I must pass scores of times a day. And I'm not sure how I can live with this in my home. To make matters worse, a local gallery has asked if they can include the piece <laughs> in an upcoming retrospective of the artist. How should I handle this horrible mess? I actually 
actually think this guy's been a bit out of order, actually, because like it's a lot of trouble to get an artist to do a picture of you, and it's shit, fine, but like you've still done a picture. My wife has got me fuck all. Like, like <laughs> we have to assume this is what he thinks has happened. I don't think this is what's happened. I think his wife has put a mirror in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> this moving painting she bought. <laughs> The way he should sort of take the most advantage for himself from this situation would be to kill the artist, meaning that the value of the painting becomes so high that his wife cannot resist the urge to sell it. We've got a renowned modern artist. Say that painting's worth five grand at the moment. He dies, that's worth 50 grand. That's the best answer we've ever had. So, be a murderer. The problem problem with that is that that picture then becomes really famous. uh, As like the most expensive picture ever sold by this artist. (laughs) But now you can afford plastic surgery. Oh! To look like a Picasso painting. But that's the thing, how do you react to a, a thing that you don't like, a gift you don't like? I once gave, um, I've written a couple of books in my time and I would sort of give them to my parents. My parents are separated, so I'd give one to my mum, one to my dad on different occasions. You feel like you're meant to. And the second book I gave to my dad, his first words, he looked at it and went, jolly good, that's another thing we can put in the cupboard. <laughs> It's the cupboard got room 101 written on it. <laughs> so that's how he handles presents he doesn't like. Um, producer Ben, what is the answer to this problem? Okay, so Dear Prudence in Slate magazine wrote, See the retrospective exhibition as a godsend. At least it allows you to get the picture out of the house for a while. Don't be concerned that people will think it is an accurate depiction of you. Stand in the gallery next to your likeness. This will make you look relatively happy, slender and youthful. <laughs> That's really good advice. Um, if you're lucky, someone will want to buy the painting, so I'm going to give half a point to Dave for that. But if the canvas does return home, tell your wife that as thoughtful and loving as this gift was, every time you walk past it, you feel you need to lose £50 and start taking Prozac. Ask if you can move it to the guest bedroom so you don't have to look at it every day. Is there any point where you have to make a bouillon? <laughs> <laughs> so now you've learned how a real agony aunt does it, let's see how you cope with problems from tonight's audience. So the first one I have here is from John117. Is it is a problem that there are 116 Johns he needs to kill? <laughs> Your surname is a number and that's the problem. It just sounds audience. like the toughest crossword clue ever. <laughs> John117. John with the girl he loved. Is John here? Well, some people just can't. John, I, I, I think your problem might be shyness. Uh, <laughs> is Vibika here? Yeah. Vibika says, I am in love with my gay friend's boyfriend. Should I say anything? He's also gay, presumably. Well, I'm really hoping that Vibika goes, Oh no, that's not me. There must be another Vibika. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in love with your gay friend's boyfriend? Apparently. Apparently, you wrote it. If you're to be believed. (laughs) Why are you in love with this person? I mean, look at him. Oh, Jesus, he's right there! (laughs) Can I just clarify this? Your question is, should you say anything? (laughs) (laughs) The answer, Thibika, is no, you should not say anything. Is the, is the boyfriend here tonight? Um, yeah. You all three are sitting here. Okay. Are you going to go home and have a three-way? I don't think so anymore. Oh, oh. oh so 
Sorry for ruining that, that for um, I think the problem here is, is that you are looking for the ITV studios and Jeremy Kyle. Uh, I really hope you have a long and happy life. Um, <laughs> Why did that sound so threatening? Yeah, I know. Uh, let's check the scores of the producer then. Uh, the scores are, well, Michael Ramesh still have one, but Mark... Fuck off! <laughs> I swear to God, I'll kill you. <laughs> Everyone start booing Ben. <laughs> yeah! Ben alive! Fuck you, Ben! <laughs> Margaret and Dave have four and a half. Yeah! Fed up with all this ill-informed opinion, that's going to change when we ask the experts. Round, I'm going to ask the panel to think like experts. Nice ones, not those Nazi doctors. The aim of the game is to second guess why an expert thinks it's the right thing to do in any situation. So let's welcome today's expert, expert photographer, Idol Sukan! Yay! Hey, Idol! Hey, Danielle. Hey, who's the most famous person you've ever taken a photo of? Oh, goodness. It could be any number of you. <laughs> This is not the expert we were looking for. Uh... <laughs> right, panel, in a moment you're going to have to second guess what Idol would do in some photographic situations, but before that, you've got a chance to question her to sort of work out what her moral fibre is. Uh, do you allow the person you're photog for photog photographing? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's fine, move on. Photographing, right. We yeah. get it. Photographing. Do you allow them to have whatever vision they want? Like, say if somebody like, wanted to like, no. cover it. <laughs> you wouldn't? What if somebody like had like this really clear vision of like slapping their D against a, a, a banana in some sort of like well, uh, and the show was called Dessert by by Ramesh Ranganathan. Yeah. So, no, 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 let's say for example that was what. Are you trying wanted. to employ me? Uh, no, I'm just ask. I'm asking a question philosophically. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's, philo yeah, uh, it's weird that someone else did that show, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's on Instagram. No. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, part of the process is educating the client on their terrible vision and how to have a better vision. Have you ever taken a photo out of spite? <laughs> All my photos are out of spite. Who is your, your favourite photographer? Ansel Adams, probably. Although he does totally different stuff to me, I do a lot of portraiture of uh, trendy musicians. And Ansel Adams obviously does landscapes where there's not one single person in the shot for like a hundred miles. That's the kind of photography I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> These fucking comedians. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Eat paparazzis. <laughs> actual planet. Yeah, yeah. planet. Ah, look at that volcano. It doesn't even know. <laughs> One more question. One more question. Um, I don't know what your influences are. About, um, like the classic photographers of the 90s, would you <laughs> have hunted and killed Princess Diana? <laughs> Um, there's just not the money in it anymore. No. Yeah. She's dead? Prince. Yeah, it's just not worth If the anything, same. it's frowned upon if you take photos of her now. Yeah. 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 She's not recognisable. Right. So, yeah. Scenario number 
on. Everyone's favourite meat princess, Lady Gaga, is coming to the Soho Theatre to do an hour of stand-up. Yay! Obviously, the most important thing is a massive poster of her own face, which is where Idol comes in. But Gaga doesn't want a boring photo of her wearing a suit and holding a microphone. She wants a shot in a mirrored room with a mirrored suit and a mirrored microphone. Mirrors! What would be the, what would be the right way for Idol to take this picture? In one of the James Bond films, which I've never seen, they have like an invisible car, and there's meant to be a thing which is sort of real, where the car is taking photos of its surroundings and then projecting it's them. It's not real. So what Idil needs to do is, is because she's a photographer, she can develop a suit that's like a cloak of invisibility that is taking pictures of her surroundings and then wear that, and with a tiny little lens in the middle of that, take the photo. I like that you sort of implied that if she was any sort of photographer, she'd be able to uh, do that. Ramesh, you're a, you're a comedian. Your photos taken at you all the time. Any you sort laugh of comedian. At her calling me a comedian. <laughs> Are you a demanding subject? No, I, I, in fact, I've asked several times if there is any way that we can do the poster without there being a photo of me. Uh, I, I fucking hate it so it's much. Awful, isn't it? Oh, it's horrendous. <laughs> I have done that with every one of my show posters. Well, what have you done? What I've, you I've not once had Good you team. in them. <laughs> Brushed out. Just so racist. You would. I tell you what, mate. <laughs> Every comedian, bar me. Uh, you bastards. Yeah. No, you're on mine. <laughs> He's got to sell tickets somehow. Yeah. <laughs> I actually got into an argument with my agent about this photo situation because last year I just had a photo of me and my family and I wasn't looking at the camera deliberately I wasn't looking at the camera I was looking off the side and they told me that you're not famous enough to not be looking at the camera uh, <laughs> very the specific yeah, levels yeah. of fame did you get nominated for best newcomer yeah I did. with the photo of you not looking at the camera yeah well I, the truth is I've got a lazy eye and I thought by looking away it would solve that uh, <laughs> it would what, cure it <laughs> You thought that by looking away, you might be looking at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's all sorts of angles, just off there, off there, off there. Tell me what it looks like I'm looking directly down the lens, please. Idil, what is the correct way to photograph Lady Gaga in our Hall of Mirrors with a mirrored suit? I'm excited by what Dave was saying. Um, it's so difficult because I would be reflected a thousand times uh, in the shot which sounds great, but I'd probably have to do a lot of photoshopping, which I wouldn't be paid for. So I think the solution would be to create some exciting mirror burqa um, <laughs> where I c climb into it and then drill a hole for my lens. Uh, so yeah, Lady Gaga can't see me, but I can see her. Um, and then take a lot of really creepy shots of her hanging out alone in an enormous hall of mirrors. Do you charge more for a mirror burka? <laughs> you get to keep it. Yeah. After a while, it's just included in the price. You could probably sell a mirror burka to Lady Gaga for a stage costume. <laughs> it sounds like uh, the Middle East correspondent for like a spoof news channel. <laughs> and joining us from the Middle East, a mirror burka. Uh, <laughs> Second scenario, Idol, you have been asked to take some very saucy photos of Michael Fassbender classic, for fun classic. and perhaps one of those magazines. It's a nighttime shoot and Michael is off to Russia for three months tomorrow, so you need to goddamn nail it. We're on a deadline here. 
You're just wrapping up when a naughty mugger comes along and nabs your camera. He's got all your hard work. What would it all do in this situation? Quite a classic situation. Just want to make that clear. Have you taken a photo of Michael Fassbender's penis? Is that what you're trying to get to? Uh, I've taken a photo of Michael Fassbender um, and he's a very kind of short Irish... Uh, gin- he looks quite like you there. And, and, and just for the benefit of the listener, she's pointing wow. at Michael Lake, not me. Great, <laughs> Michael Fassbender in person. Yeah, that's right. I don't know Michael Fassbender, you cunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so do I. <laughs> no one said that. <laughs> what was the question? Um, <laughs> do you set Michael Fassbender on on the mugger? I would. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that to, sounds you know, hot. Rugby tackle. Oh, I don't think Michael Fassbender is capable of rugby tackling. Have you no. seen is that? Is he really small? He is. He's a, no one's yeah. so small they can't <laughs> rugby tackle someone. That, I mean, that's not it's, true. That is that's that's really that's, not true. Well, of course it is. You you have to be like. It's all technique, uh, rugby. It's not just. Something. You just grab <laughs> grab ankles. If I was Michael Fassbender, I would send a lookalike after him. <laughs> <laughs> Always looking for work, mate. Always looking for work. So, Idil, what would you do in this situation? Uh, so, he's run off to Russia. Um, I do back up during the shoot, but I'm assuming the mug has taken everything. There's a big insurance issue. I've got copyright over the photos, so we can uh, ruin the person if they try and publish those photos. And meanwhile, exciting for me, I would book a plane to Russia and do some sort of Cossack-themed shoot with Michael the next day. It's good that you've thought about this. I have. <laughs> yeah, I, I would, believe I, would I didn't do... guess that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would just Cossack do another theme, shoot. of course. <laughs> <laughs> That's the solution, guys. Yeah, I'd probably have to end up paying for it, but I'd get to do another shoot with Michael. And his penis. And his penis. Fassbender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, fast I call my penis Fassbender. Thank you very much, John. Is there anything you would like to plug? Yeah, I do exciting things and I film stuff and comedy sketches so you can hang out with me on Twitter, I guess. At Idol Soup Can. That's me. Thank you, expert photographer <laughs> Idol Soup Can. Thank you so much. Now, before we hit the final round, let's see what the scores are. Producer Ben. Well, Michael and Ramesh still have one. <laughs> Best game ever. <laughs> uh, and Margaret and Dave are five and a half. It's time to do the wrong thing. panellists to tell me what is the wrongest thing to do in any given situation. The winner gets a hot cross bum. <laughs> when producer Ben gets the horn. So, first one. <clears throat> you find a severed head in a bag for life. What is the wrong thing to do? Oh, put it in the drawer with all the fucking other ones. <laughs> Tweet a picture to the supermarket whose bag it is saying, well, this one wasn't very good for life, was it? <clears throat> do a vine where you're parodying the end of seven. A toddler throws their shoe at your dog. What is the wrong thing to do? Uh, throw the dog back at the toddler. <laughs> I would try and make some sort of bouillon. <laughs> <laughs> a t- 
traveller from the future appears in your kitchen, what is the wrong thing to do? Steal their time machine, go back to the day before the time machine was invented and claim to have invented the time machine. That's the right thing to do, Dave, clearly. Offer to make him a cup of tea, and when he's not looking, seduce him. (laughs) Noel Edmonds wants to buy you. What is the wrong thing to do? Is it say, okay, Noel, but you can't open my box? Is it offer to make him a cup of tea? <laughs> he's not looking. Ride him. Oh, no. oh that's the end. Um, you, no. I would love it if Telly ended like that. Jim Morrison sang This is the End, and then he died. So he was right. <laughs> Producer Ben, what the final scores? The uh, final scores are almost exciting. Um, Michael and Ramesh have got five. No! But Margaret and Dave have still got five and a half. Yay! Well, well done to Margaret and Dave. Thanks for listening to the show. Goodbye! Do the Right Thing podcast because we never ever ask you for money or give out these slots to actual advertisers uh, we have a little word from our sponsors me and my colleague right now um, please please come and see my Edinburgh Fringe show which is on at the Edinburgh Fringe in Edinburgh at half past twelve every single day that's lunchtime not in the evening half past twelve every day at the Voodoo Room is apart from Tuesdays because I get tired and sad <laughs> I will definitely be going to see Danielle's show every day. Uh, if it wasn't for the fact that I also have a show at the same time, well, it's on at 10 past 12, stand two. My show's called Tell It Like It Is, Steve. Why is it called Tell It Like It Is, Steve? Come and find out. It was about the time that I realised when I was about 18 that I was a prick. <laughs> what, uh, what year is this? <laughs> Just for future listeners, you know. Oh, I thought you just had Quantum Leap or something. <laughs> just people who hear this podcast in a year's time or something, you know. Oh, it's, it's 2015, the year Back to the Future 2 is set. Mm. Yeah. <laughs>